my fellow Americans, it's me, old Joe, the president. I watched a French movie called Tatane, and it gave me the greatest idea. I've asked Secretary of Transportation Pete Booty Judge to make a car that you can fuck. The American dream of a fuckable car, one that can get pregnant and get you pregnant. We will all carry our horrific car, human hybrid children, into the glorious future. I fell asleep watching the movie, so I assume that's what happens. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes. So, Jason. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. If you were going to start. Oh, Jesus. What a way to open the show. Okay. All right. Uh, right. Like a bank or a McDonald's. You know, keep it old school. Okay. Uh, What would be the phrase you would say before you just start unleashing unholy hell? Oh, wow. That's a good question. This one's for the Gipper. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was like, yeah. I mean, you think about, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, anyways, here's Wonderwall. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what a! Oh, these aren't my keys. These aren't my keys. You're not my supervisor. You yeah. don't. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh geez, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Morty, Morty, you gotta kill the children, Morty. <laughs> don't let them get away. We don't. We don't leave orphans. Oh Lord. Uh, welcome to the show. It's forty-eight minutes of dogs barking. My name's Jason. Forty-eight minutes with the uh, hostage negotiator. <laughs> it's all you get. Yeah. Uh, alongside for the ride with me is my uh, criminal co-conspirator Brian. <laughs> Jesus, what a way to open been, the show! I've been talking to this guy at the park. He, he, <laughs> right says, the he, he says he says uh, he says he keeps asking me if I want to help him build a pipe bomb, and I'm like, dude, I've been sick. Yeah, <laughs> being around gunpowder is good for me right now. I got like stuff going on. Like, other throat. than that, other than that, <laughs> he believes like I'm mentally handicapped. Was right. really I'm just a guy from the midwest who talks like he's from california right which maybe these things are exclusive but in my case it's not the thing that makes a lot of sense yeah just because i say hella right and also say 40 yeah it's 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 a delicate balance you never really know uh i'm not wearing velcro shoes or (laughs) eating nerds rope i'm not my hands aren't sticky for unexplainable reasons well mine are so uh, this is I will not be explaining them. Uh, no, it was because I was cooking chicken. But anyway, that's a, <laughs> it's true. So yeah, it, what what a week, Brian! What a week uh, on the internet, especially if you like the comic strip Dilbert. Yeah. This is going to be an overarching theme for the show because we're actually doing what I like to call the Dil- Dilbert double feature, the double headed Dilbert, the uh, dildo, <laughs> the, the, dil- the dildo Dilbert, the Dildbert. I don't know. It's it's in there somewhere. We gotta we gotta work that out. But anyway. Scott Adams, obviously uh, not a great person. No. (laughs) No. A man who is... Who saw how divorced Elon Musk was (laughs) and said, I got to do better. (laughs) I got to hold my Dilberito. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, he said uh, yeah he said a bunch of vile things about how you know black white people should stay away from black people, and then followed that up with a a baffling tweet. I'm quoting here. <laughs> I've lost three careers to direct racism so far: Crocker Bank, Pacific Bell, and cartooning. All three were perpetuated by white people for their own gain. No black person has ever discriminated against me. That's partly why. I identified as black for several years. <laughs> this has to be a bit. I, it, it's either that or he really has gone full Dolezal. I don't really know. Don't, <laughs> he's going to do something terrible, accidentally burn down his Dilbert-shaped house trying to like, <laughs> fry chicken for the first time or something. Just like just something really tone-deaf and absolutely weird. Absolutely wrong, yeah. yeah. I, I identified, I identified as, as black for several years. Well, that implies a lot of things there, Scott. It implies that you stopped for a particular reason and that identifying as black had some benefit to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean? I'm <sighs> so confused. Scott Adams, complete maniac. I still don't know what his deal is, and he got dropped by pretty much every syndication deal he has yeah. uh, pulled from newspapers, which is nice. It's nice to see that because Dilbert has always kind of sucked shit as a comic anyway. So my mom's a computer programmer. And yeah. I remember going to like take your kid to work day in the nineties and lots of her coworkers had like Dilbert strips yeah. on their cubicles and all that. And I think I even had like a Dilbert collection book that had like, sure. like even as like a, like a, you know, fucking weird nine year old. It was reading Dilbert comics. Yeah. And like it has annotations and stuff. Like even then, kind of be like, this guy seems a little off. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't like he's not. He doesn't seem happy and carefree like the guy that does Foxtrot. Yeah, or even <laughs> yeah, God, the f or even like Zitz or or Pearls Before Swine. I can name like fifty other like relatively mainstream, there pretty was, well there received. There was a cynicism like yeah. in how he like was talking about his own work that was like a little off-putting and then i guess it never got any better because <laughs> i i kind of had that vibe where he was trying to be edgy but that was the edgiest shit he could think of was like jokes about how his boss is a moron like that's yeah. <laughs> like, like he uh it, it, i don't know he saw that office space short that mike judge did and was like that's my career now i think dilbert had its place like in this weird like end of history 90s culture thing yeah, yeah it was uh, definitely of the zeitgeist i mean there was an animated show for fuck's sake like i don't and <laughs> the the indian burrito the dil burrito all of the fucking merch he got dropped by his merch people as well so i mean like i mean right i'm sure he's got like fucking millions and millions of dollars i'm sure this dude's ever gonna have to want for anything but yeah, he won't be worried. getting much more of it no and <laughs> i think it really broke his brain though around the obama years because that's when he started on this whole I'm a master persuader thing. I'm a 4D chess. You know, before <laughs> we get into this, because I feel yeah. in the the timeline of talking about Scott Adams and all of his weird bullshit, do you remember that point like in the aughts where he had some disease or some something where he couldn't talk? Yeah, it was a, like an inner ear thing, and Wired did a whole piece on him. And yeah. yeah, and uh, I feel like... Uh, did something else stop working? Right. <laughs> well, because he had some sort of, you know, uh, experimental surgery to fix it so he could continue to work. But yeah, like, no, I wasn't going to go through the whole timeline of Dilbert stuff. We'll right. Get to I, that just, later. I just That's feel like in the discussions that people have had about Scott, uh, Scott Adams and his weird shit that yeah. remember that part where he couldn't talk and then people were like, huh, yeah. maybe it was a good thing. God, because even the even the wired piece 
that they did, and I'm trying to remember what the actual disease was called because it's not dysphonia. Well, I mean, the dysphonia. Did you just Google is... Scott M's disease. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I googled dysphonia because okay. I remember hearing that in relation to that. But dysphonia is just like a, a blanket term. Like it's just d- disorders of the voice. And sure. so I was thinking, like, okay, well, you know what? Now I am going to look up Scott Adams' disease because <laughs> that's <laughs> just Google. Hey Google, Scott M's disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spasmodic dysphonia. Okay, so I wasn't all the way off base there. Uh, yeah, it says it rendered him nearly speechless for three years. Uh, yes, he started in 1989. Now he's and... using this voice to <laughs> tell white people to stay away from blacks he's because they're his... untrustworthy. <laughs> I don't know how he sounds. I just imagine yeah. he sounds, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Everyone I don't like sounds like Mark Levin. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is where it's going to go. I yeah. put his tie down to symbolize <laughs> that he got some pussy. <laughs> So yeah, he he'd been working in comics for 16 years when he when he was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia. Wow, you know, and I think you know that Wired piece. I remember reading it. Yeah, it was, it was very sympathetic. sympathetic was, yeah. I don't think it would be so sympathetic Mm-mm. now. Mm-mm. So from uh, spasmodic dysphonia turning into into a right wing maniac, we have a wonderful discovery by Twitter user Sam Doke at Sam Doke five. New favorite grift is guy on TikTok pretending to be escaped Andrew Tate. Amazing. <laughs> God, I love the grift. He has picked up 270,000 followers in a couple of weeks and has his own Hustlers University knockoff. Uh, it is a guy in a mask, clearly designed after the Squid Games masks there, using a voice filter to sound... Actually, he's probably doing the the speech synthesis AI thing to use yeah. Andrew Tate's actual voice because there's a bit in here where he says something that sounds has the same sound as war, and it has war. that o sound. War. It, <laughs> so. I put a turn in my pot. Who can out my pot lick? You just there's. It, it sounds like Andrew Tate sounds like a guy who's trying to belch and talk at the same time. <laughs> I figured it out. That's what okay. So he's got something in there. He's got whoa, girl. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, like that. I think he's leave sketch about the guy's choking in the restaurant. What's in this? <laughs> he's doing that voice, you know. But yeah, just a, a guy in a hoodie with a mask using a, a Andrew Tate AI voice to try to convince people to give him money, and clearly it's working. Oh boy, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Take money from idiots. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just fleece them. Sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> speaking of taking money from idiots, brilliant segue. Not going to have any notes on that one. Elizabeth Koch of the uh, the Koch brothers family. Mm-hmm. She got a nice little piece. Yeah. Um, and my times doing the work, you know, re- rehabilitating. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. Sorry, I'm adjusting. Yeah, let, get get there first, and then all right, there we go. Is this a little? I, I didn't like the microphone pointing up my nose. You don't want that. You don't want that noise in there. Why? Why is Brian sound like he's sniffing pains the whole entire time? Because <laughs> I love flavor. Yeah, um, <laughs> you got a problem. In a recent Chapo Trap House episode, I think it was like Matt, or I think it was probably Matt or Will made the point that I don't. They didn't know who this fuck this person was until right. this article came. Yeah. Now they have someone new the fucking shit on. Right, right. Which is kind of like the uh, Barbara Streisand effect kind yes. of thing, where it's yes. like no one knew th- that you sucked until you decide. <laughs> and like the New York Times, like basically this is a, a activist piece in a yeah. sense yeah. like her PR person basically asked 
New York Times they wanted to do this is that is my understanding. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, it sucks that it even got to that point. Like that, some editor didn't just laugh it out of the the inbox. Like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> this perception box nonsense. So her whole deal is that you know, like, oh, but we, I I can tell what you're thinking or some other nonsense. But just like this idea that we're elevating these people that are you know sons and daughters of the rich people who have literal blood on their hands in the in the yeah you know, it's and, just, and they're and they're trying to be like oh mindfulness and like yeah. i uh i'm a crystal mommy now and yeah. shit like that like i don't really give a fuck burn hell like yeah. i guess i mean i've met plenty of people that are like the sons and daughters of like rich people who are like decent sure but they're not getting New York Times pieces. They're not getting New York Times pieces, and they most of them have some sense of humility about their privilege and all of those things. I've also met some that weren't, but, you know, like, you try at least... Fuck this. Yeah. When I first saw this circulating on, like, Twitter and, like, social media, I was just like, this sucks. I don't want this. <laughs> I do not want... I sat there and, and read it. The The only real stinger for me was, was this one. Uh, uh, Brooks Barnes writing here. She decided to dedicate her life to one pursuit, quoting now, to not be hated, she said. Well, too fucking late. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not going to happen. There's probably yeah. different ways to ingratiate yourself to the, the common class than uh, having the New York Times yeah. write a, a ridiculous puff piece. And starting it with, don't hate me, please. Oh, oh, don't, oh don't hate me. I'm just a will. I'm just a will guy. At 47, she's just a widow guy. <laughs> oh, she's 47? Yeah, yeah. Wow, how, how, this seems like something like an unaware, like, person in their early 20s would do. No, no. This is a grown-ass woman. This is a grown-ass woman, yeah. That is, that is shameful. Right. Take her feet. <laughs> Throw bind, them in the ocean. Or bind them, you know, at least. No, uh, just get, like, a piano wire. Right. And wrap it around her leg, and then I'm on a dirt bike. <laughs> And I just uh, blow a red Ooh. light. <laughs> All right. Fair St. enough. St. Louis style. Just on dirt bike. Just going down Magnolia with a leg flapping behind my... You're on your ATV doing fucking donuts. That's That does sound like a good time, actually. Why don't we do that? Anyway. Just got to find the foot. <laughs> Everything else will be easy once we find the foot. Yeah. So so the writer themselves also has a, a really deeply embarrassing moment in this. Again, quoting the piece, Brooks Barnes, I grimaced and told her that I could be that writer, the writer that uh, helps her get her story out. Yeah. Who are you trying to please and who are you still rebelling against? She asked me, now firmly in teacher-student mode. I squirmed and thought about how it was really stupid of me to say no to that blanket earlier in the piece. He was offered a blanket. Anyway. Yeah. Probably daddy, I said, almost in a whisper. She sighed and sat down. I have that issue too, she said. I've done a lot of work on it. A lot of love there, but yeah. Fuck you! Shut the fuck up! Everyone everyone in this piece should be boiled alive. <laughs> I take no pleasure in this, but I will... Well, actually, fuck that. I do take a lot of pleasure in this. Fuck them both. I don't want to hear about this. You know, like, neither one of them want for anything. This is the stupidest goddamn thing. Yeah. The epitome of a useless eater. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Ugh, that's why I wanted to even acknowledge this piece, because it's just so fucking absurd on its face. Like, the whole thing. 
the fact that it even got published to begin with, the fact that it got published in New York Times second, and then the third, the fact that she's forty-seven doing this, and not some recent, yeah, no, like you know, brown I, I, I grad. figured like this was someone like that got scammed like in Firefest <laughs> or something, and like right. no, this is a grown-ass <laughs> grown adult, yeah, older than me, yeah. <laughs> wow, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I like no. a, I like a, I would like a world with less clueless rich people and, that would be really and nice less of their children yeah absolutely um well speaking of children perfect segue again mm -hmm. another discourse has kicked up on twitter a tiktok user at part-time milf i love that name posted a video of herself in bed presumably post-coital the uh, boyfriend or husband or whoever is telling her that the daughter who was sleeping a couple doors down heard whatever screams that she did and is scared, go comfort her. She films the whole interaction. Goes down the hallway, talks to the kid, says, oh no, I wasn't I wasn't being hurt, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're so scared. It's a weird moment to film. It's a weird thing to put online to yeah. begin with. But then the reaction to it was even weirder in my mind uh, because this is user at Sisterly and is, am I the only one who doesn't find this funny in the slightest? If you have a child in the house, why would you scream during intercourse with your partner? Children don't know what you're doing. And even if they did, it's incredibly disrespectful and traumatizing for them. Okay. Okay. That That's calling for a bit of restraint, right? Some decorum. Right. When getting dicked down when children are yeah. in the same domicile. Yes. That's, that's one thing. But then, like, the responses to it were things like, you shouldn't be having sex in the house while your while your kids are there. Yeah, go go to a hotel or whatever. It's just do you no. What there's no no no. I'm sorry. The, the, the weird quiet down. Yes, absolutely. The weird prudish repressed sexuality thing that's going on, particularly through Twitter and like yeah. the younger generation is super weird like, well, we talked I, about like no sex scenes in movies and tv before and it's like it's this feels like a continuation of the same thing it's not just no sex scenes on tv now you can't have sex in your own house according to these people uh you have to use the mind sex thing from demolition man <laughs> <laughs> oh, i haven't thought about that in a long time yeah yeah, you gotta you gotta hook into your your VR web and have and do teledildonics in, in a separate room. Someone I follow on Twitter, I think they go, I think their handle is Communoa. Okay, they were talking about like you know, there's something different than being like you know, I'm a teenager and I feel weird about sex because sex is all around our culture and the way that's presented makes me feel weird or uncomfortable or the spectacle of it or whatever is different than like sex is bad. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and then but, that you shouldn't and, have it. And period. people, yeah, people are really getting these two things confused. Yes, it, it's one thing to be discreet, and it's another thing to avoid it altogether. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like a kind of like a weird knee jerk reaction to like the sex pause movement of like the last yes. ten or so years. I think somebody referred to to them as allosexuals, which is a phrase I had not heard before. And allosexual, yeah. So allosexual people who don't refer to themselves as asexual so it's basically the the term for everyone who's not ace did you have to make up a term for that that seems it's, like i mean we're two cisgen white guys here, i understand so. that i understand that uh, yeah no that just sounds exhausting that sounds that sounds like one of those things living your life like a book you see in the library and someone goes oh fuck that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because oh like, the birds of madagascar eh. no nah, i'm good 
<laughs> Loving the time of cholera? I'll pass. Thanks. Uh, uh, hey, smell my finger. A children's book by hey, G. Smile. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I kind of want to read that now. <laughs> What's in Clarence Thomas's hard drive? <laughs> What's that on the Coke can by Clarence Thomas? <laughs> no, officer, that's not my roach. And other funny stories. I don't. I'm just trying to think. It'll just be like you a. You got a bright future as a children's book author. I gotta tell you that. Just yeah. like it was a terrible book in a community college <laughs> library. Just a book called Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the font is like 40 point. Comic Sans. It's a book of sandals. It's a coffee table book. Just photos 500 of pages. Yes. And it retails for $49.95. Oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of Dogs Barking Riff of the Week. That's like an $8 print. Is these, it? Okay. These days, yeah. yeah. Like if your life was a book, would people want to throw it in the sewer? Right. Like you, I, I, I'm asking people. Yeah. This. yeah, yeah. How are you living? If your life was a book, would it suck shit, or yeah. would it even be good for rolling papers? You know. <laughs> don't don't have sex in your own home. You know, get a babysitter. Go to a hotel. You can only have sex, and the the pre specified it doesn't bode well for discourse in no in near it really, future. It's like everything I've seen replying to that original post where someone was reposting something else that was posted, which is its own Ouroboros of bullshit, but it's been like progressively worse. Like the more I see is just like, well, you you shouldn't be that loud. Okay. That's, that's probably where I draw the line because I know that, you know, in my own experience, again, two 12 year olds or two 13 year olds in the house. Yeah. Got to be discreet. Yeah, got 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 to be discreet, honey. Honey, put your face in the clothes hamper. <laughs> <laughs> put your fingers in my mouth. Whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that's gonna quiet you down. Uh, you gotta be. I'm just gonna take that one in stride. I'm not gonna just. I'm just gonna move on. Um, even knowing that my wife listens to this and goes, "You've never done that." Anyway, uh, <laughs> be discreet is is my point. And, yeah, and like you know, just you can do that. It's doable. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a livid man or okay. learned man. Well, you both, I think. <laughs> livid. I am. Yeah, definitely livid. I'm, most days. Most yes. days. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually had a coworker today. Just like looked at me. and Goes, are you unhappy? And I go, how can you tell? How can? I was looking at my watch, going, mm, I don't know. Is I it? A, like, is it? I was just like, he's just like, your energy's just been really bad. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> Holy shit. I really want to be like, holy shit, we got a madman here. <laughs> we got somebody who's thinking with his oh, brain. We got, a man. we got a man who went to college. Oh, you think I'm mad? No, I'm just sucking on a lemon. He's a sweet man. Sometimes he says yeah. things wrong. Right. <laughs> you would not last long in the wild. <laughs> like, some, uh, some... Hey, Mr. Grizzly Bear, you need help getting to the salmon? <laughs> And he draws back a bloody stump. He goes, well, that wasn't very nice. Oh, Somebody's got a case oh, of the Mondays. Oh, that bear's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took you that long to figure out. Yeah. Right. There, there are many ways to get your bone on discreetly yeah. in this life. Yeah. Uh, just what a weird week. What a weird. It, I've said this every week, but every fucking week, it seems like the internet is out to top me. Not in that way. Don't. 
don't go there. I'm, 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 I saw the look. I was kind of quietly yawning. When you oh, said it. I thought it was. I was, the, just, I was just like, I, I was also thinking like, Hent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I went, "Son of a bitch!" It seems like the internet is out to get me as far as ways to make me go, "God damn, that was weird," uh, and it continues. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird to see like like these puritanical vibes coming yeah, from that shit freaks me the from fuck folks out. folks you didn't really expect to see it coming from. I, mean, I always thought younger people were like libertines and doing weird shit and doing butt shit and like doing stuff like I wasn't doing at their age and like doing new drugs I've never heard of and like yeah I mean I got sometimes called a funny daddy like 10 years ago and like the sex pod stuff like slut walk and all you know the tumbler culture around all that stuff was really big because I was like you know what I think sex pause is really cool in the sense of uh, like education, identity and like, you know, feeling good, you know, acceptance, feeling good about yourself and and things like that. I also sometimes wonder if y'all are just trying to take all the fun out of it, (laughs) which, yeah, it does. It did feel like some people are like, you're trying to do make sex really boring, like the way that suicide girls made chicks with fat tits and tattoos really boring. (sighs) <sighs> yeah, that was definitely a time and a place. Well, you get what I'm saying. Like, no, I understand. Uh, Alan Watts used to have, uh, used to say that, you know, if we treated sex like church or we treated it like going to the doctor, mm-hmm. it would cease to be fun. Yes. It would cease to be interesting. Right. Um, and he would sometimes joke that maybe your fire and brimstone preacher, maybe he's doing you a favor by saying sex is, is bad and immoral because then you'll go do it. Right, right, <laughs> And right, then right. there'll be more people. That is definitely a human nature kind of thing. Like, you're told not to. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to fucking <laughs> get my dog. I'm going to raw dog. I'm going to be throwing, just, just pull on my Johnson until white stuff comes out. Right. It, it just <laughs> Whatever it is that you tell me not to do, I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. There should still be like a wink and a nod in that stuff, in my opinion. Well, because I hear that stuff about like parents shouldn't have sex in the house when their kids are there. I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm fucking, doing it. You tell me not to. I'm doing fucking, it. You're going. You're going to the. You're going to the quick trip down the street <laughs> and getting the the fucking street fire boner pills. Yes, I am. <laughs> After the show, heart fact. palpitations and blasting a hole through the wall. After the show, anyway. <laughs> I told you my wife listens to this show. Yeah, so. no, my girlfriend listens. Apparently, my girlfriend's mom listens oh, to Oh, fuck. Which is... Hi, D's mom. Yeah. <laughs> we have said nothing but nice things about D. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, D is amazing and great people. and puts up with all of my bullshit. I'm and a- independently of putting up with my bullshit, she is a fantastic human being. Right. She's not just a fantastic human being because she puts up with me. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It's not because what she does for me. <laughs> independently of me... She is exceptional. Yeah, I, I can vouch for that. I've, I've hung out with you guys a yeah. couple times. But um, it's Crypto Scam time, Brian. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. It is our good friends at Block Tower Capital. They lost one and a half mil in a exploit based on Dexable. Are you familiar with either of these things? I'm not. Is it like a rebase or something? Dexable was used as kind of a go-between to create these smart contracts that you would then use to do transactions or do any number of things yeah, independent of like a DAO or independent of anything else. A few whales, according to Coindesk, 
meaning large crypto holders, of course, those sure. of you who are not familiar with the, the verbiage there, accounted for 85% of the losses. Uh, they, Dexable suffered a 2 million exploit early Friday, and then Block Tower Capital was among that 85%. 1.5 million in true tokens from a wallet labeled as Block Towers. Obviously didn't return Coindesk's request for comment because... Yeah, uh, I, I'm still of the belief that like seventy five percent of these things have to be an inside job. At a certain point, you're just you're moving money around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's 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 like wash trading. It's just like oh yeah, we got hacked. Big quotes. You know, you're doing that. Yeah, particularly when the markets are bearish as they've been. There's right. been a a as far as crypto kind of in a relief rally as uh, traders would call it. Uh, some people think it's a, the biggest bull trap I've ever seen. I've heard that too, but yeah, I don't know. Because uh, what Bitcoin's like, what twenty one k right now? Mm -hmm. um, people kept thinking thirty k was coming soon. I thought thirty k was coming soon. Yeah, but uh, we've been hearing that for a while though, no, haven't we? The trader lingo would be that we're kind of in a bullish accumulation. Meaning, stage. what does that? What does that mean? That means where you're kind of seeing price on a a speculative commodity or a crypto or whatever. A cumulative period is where you kind of see it ranging. It's not really breaking out. It's not really breaking down. But you're kind of seeing like a 5 or 10% range okay. where it's just kind of bouncing. And some people are doing scalp trading within that. But usually that means that there's just people are accumulating. People are buying the token. They're buying right. the, the stock or commodity or whatever. But as they're but buying, it's, others but it's are not selling. Really, right? But it's the... not really pumping up. It's not enough to do a breakout or see like a new all-time high or anything it's just kind of people are buying some people didn't sell right more people are then buying that dip and that's how some folks in crypto and stocks like get their fucking nest egg they just right. kind of they see that something's playing a range and so they buy yeah what looks like the the low low end of the range right sell near the top end and they just kind of keep just fucking Back playing and that game that, yeah. and hope that they don't fuck themselves and miss, miss the rhythm and things like that. Right. Okay. Because what was interesting to me about this bit is not that it got hacked because that stuff happens all the time, obviously. But but this one was strange. Blockchain transactions on Arkham show that the exploiter transferred the stolen true tokens to SushiSwap to trade for Ether. Then they sent ETH to Tornado Cash. Once it's in Tornado Cash, it's kind of gone with the wind as far as you know trying to track it goes. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, there it, are there are speculative ways you can say, well, okay, right. These look like they could be associated, but it it's Tornado is is this opaque black box, right? So it does what it does. It does what it's supposed to do. But like you can kind of look on the other end of Tornado Cash and see what's coming out. Sometimes. So it's like a tour node where you can you can see the exit and you kind of figure yeah, out where it went it, from there so i mean like coffeezilla i believe does some of that when he's mm -hmm. when he's tracking stuff down some other people in the crypto space like zach xbt yep X, uh, XBT, like, yep. i think that so they're able i mean you gotta fucking sift through a lot of data right but it's possible but mo i mean outside of i think people doing journalism or trying to figure out scams or people that work for governments most people aren't going to uh follow that yeah, yeah there's because there, that's a lot of stuff to sift through you're right yeah that's my understanding. I could no, be yeah. I could be wrong, but that's how I'm I'm led to believe these things work on the internet. That's my understanding as well. I, again, I, a lot of this crypto stuff I'm learning week to week as I'm as I'm going through these and going just like how mean? much of it's a bad idea. <laughs> oh no, I knew that from day one. That's just you know I saw a line go up, but um, 
but Dexable themselves it was an interesting series of tweets uh, at Dexable app, of course. Dear Dexable community, a hacker exploited a vulnerability on our newest smart contract. This allowed the hacker to steal funds from any wallet that had an unspent spend approval on the contract, which seems like it would be a lot of them given that most people when they're buying... Mm-hmm are going to hold, right, or hodl or whatever you call it. Right. They're not going to, like, immediately sell off, right? Right. So, like, an unspent spend approval, these are transactions that were pending, and they're scooping them up somehow through an exploit in Indexable itself, that Black Tower was was amongst them, and that part was, a Block Tower, excuse me, was, was amongst them. It's strange that it was that much in one place. Yeah. Because it was one wallet with one and a half mil worth of the true coin. You would th- think for a project like that that they would have that split up among a couple of wallets it would feel that way you would think so but yeah maybe this this little graph here just looks <laughs> giant green line it's all from there uh just very strange but yeah you're right uh bitcoin trending at 22 that's a weird looking graph yeah, just a like, straight dip it well, it was 23.4, and now it's 22.315, and that was in the past like hour. If you're holding Bitcoin, uh, not great news. Sorry about that. These capital groups, you know, like Three Arrows or whoever, yeah, they bill themselves as being trustworthy. Like that's their whole deal. And after having so many different of these groups been exploited, they have yet another one get taken for this much. It doesn't look good. It looks real fucking bad. It looks real bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks really bad. It was, was somebody asleep at the wheel? And like, or like you said, was it some kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're, you know, we're getting out? Or, or, yeah. Who knows? So we mentioned Dilbert. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to go for a bit of a deep dive into two of my favorite Dilbert things. Ranch or Cool Ranch? <laughs> that is the first one, yes. Uh, gentlemen... Goes by the name of Eric Schumacher, formerly known as C. Boyardee, a.k.a. Chef Boyardee. Aaron Schumacher? Yeah. He did the music for Barkley, Shut Up, and Jim Guyton. Well, he was the main programmer behind it, too. A YouTube animator, game developer, and musician. This article here on Wikitubia, which I hate that I'm using it as a source, but it's the most concise one I've got. It says that he's most well-known for the Dilbert videos. But you and I probably know him best as the developer and music composer for the RPG Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Yeah, I uh, I am a huge fucking fan of Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Um, I think there are many AAA video games that came out in that time with millions of dollar budgets, fucking EA, uh, fucking Gears. I think... Yeah, I think Shut Up and Jam Gaiden is better than some of the Gear of Gears of War games. I'll say it. Okay. Um, I think it's fun. It's weird. It's creative. Kind of falls apart near the end, but like it's it's fun. What um, RPG doesn't fall apart near the end? That's sure. Yeah. That's fair. I think probably between Shut Up and Jam Gaiden and Elden Ring. I'm trying to think if there's any <laughs> games I have felt the same way about. <laughs> wow. That's a bold statement. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to think, uh, like, maybe Bloodborne and Skate 2. Okay. I, I mean, okay. There, there's probably, like, if I really sat down and yeah. thought about it, there's probably, like, three or four games. But, like, I think Show Up and Jam Gaiden is a better game than Resident Evil 5. 
Can you, <laughs> so for for those in the audience uninitiated, can you give them a basic breakdown? So, so it's like an RPG maker game where you play as Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, <laughs> and basketball has become illegal. <laughs> and oh, yeah, in the near right. future, is it Chicago? Michael Jordan's like the head of like the anti basketball Gestapo. <laughs> Because Charles Barkley performed something called the Chaos Dunk. <laughs> it is it is a absolutely insane video game. It has a great fucking chiptune soundtrack. It has some surprisingly fun active time yeah. mechanics, battle mechanics. That are, uh, it just has a really interesting singular sense of humor that feels very online, but has its own voice yeah and, i, I uh, want to just correct a minor point it does take place in post cyber apocalyptic neo new york okay <laughs> there's so many little things about that game that stick with me but the one thing is there's a there's a character in the game named cyber dwarf yes and yes. he goes on a date with a WNBA player <laughs> and you can be really really awful and ask her like let me see them apple bottoms yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and she's like, I don't know. This is the first day. I feel really. He's like, gotta see it. <laughs> it's just so. And, I mean, it just only gets more insane from there. But then... Charles Barkley has a, a son named Hoops Barkley. Hoops Barkley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His son is like the the chosen one. Yeah, and, the and... monsters appear near the end. <laughs> The monsters from Space Jam. Yeah, that's right. You go, and you go into like I think there's a, a section where you like you go into the sewer. Yeah, and it's just it, it's so cracked out. And I remember watching. It was like the early I think time of like One Up. Yeah, where or like streaming video was really starting to come into its own. Like a real aughts. player. <laughs> well, this is like late aughts, but like there was like a thing. It was like EGM or one up where it was like three or four dudes in the in an alley talking about Shup and jam guy. <laughs> and they're all like for a free game. It's, you know, it's better than some games we've like reviewed professionally. Yeah. And like it, it was really exceptional. I might, might reinstall it now. Yeah, right. Uh, at 2014, Awesome Games Done Quick did a, a playthrough of it. Uh, developers stated they had never played the original Shut Up and Jam game and <laughs> created it after brainstorming and ideas for an RPG that made them laugh. So that, that seems right. Um, they did have a sequel in the works, by the way, and it was called, and I'm quoting here the entire title. You ready? The Magical Realms of Tyr Nanog, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of Chuchul Khan, the official game of the movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoops Barkley Saga, is the full title of the sequel. <laughs> With a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter where they made $120,000. Yeah. The game uh, was then canceled. <laughs> yeah, there's... there's. I, I feel like this might be a topic to revisit. Later yeah, we're going like to have to happen with this because there's it's there's a lot of weird, juicy stuff. Yeah. And some of it that didn't come into light until like a year or two ago. Yeah. Well, it wasn't officially canceled until last year or until two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it had been in the works for that long. But all of that to say, Chef Boyardee, weird sense of humor and all, got his start in 2011 doing these shorts. Bart the General. Was it? I think it was the Bart the General guy. Oh, okay. So, so how I know about 
Chef Boyardee and Bart and all that was low tax posting about this is the worst fucking I've ever th- thing I've ever seen like in Fiad. Merge, you're breaking. You've never seen Bart the General. Bart the General doesn't ring a bell now. Oh my god, this is like saying you've never seen Goatsy. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so break break it down for so me. What Bart is it? Bart the General is this weird animated MS Paint cartoon that involves like some like bogan Australian character from some Australian TV show that like comes and lives with the Simpsons and like cuckolds Homer. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to take you weef. But so you've never heard someone no. go, Marge, you're breaking my heart. You I mean, may have seen that on, on something awful, but I didn't realize what it was referring to. Okay. Bart the general. So it was like this thing that was kind of bad. Yeah. But in a way, <laughs> kind <that> of. Was, <laughs> but it was also really fucking surreal and yeah. funny. Yeah. And then Chef Boyardee, like a year or two later, started doing the, the Dilbert comics yeah. or the Dilbert cartoons which someone thankfully on YouTube was kind enough to include all three parts there was a Dilbert one but it was mostly an animation test with Chef Boyardee in front of a what appears to be a really cheap webcam and then an animated Dilbert comes and sits down and it's, it's <laughs> yeah in his chair and and just kind of like addresses the audience uh, 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 typing on a on a on a computer. Dilbert one not not much to look at. It's it's a very basic thing, but it's it shows off his uh, kind of crude animating skills. Yeah, and and sense of humor because then Dilbert morphs into a blob and then disappears. That's Dilbert one, but pretty much. Uh, Dilbert two, on the other hand, is surreal and bizarre, and has this really odd MIDI soundtrack to it, uh, where Dilbert is making out with a woman. <laughs> and doing these weird dances. Yeah, and he's making out with a woman who turns into E.T. E.T., yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into a framed picture of E.T. And then it, it shapeshifts into he's alone in his apartment and he's staring at the E.T. picture and throws it against the wall and it, it cracks. Uh, <laughs> it's a very surreal piece. It's like if you if you animated a David Lynch thing, but then put Dilbert characters into it, because it's oh, and and this this right here hashtag is hashtag Italiano. Yes, this is why where, is Shrek piss? This is where a classic tweet comes from. The user at I like Stapler is a real Twitter <laughs> account, by the way, that was created for this video. And at I like Stapler uh, tweets in real time as you're watching this video. WWY, so like the word Y with two W's. Why Shrek is pissed, why Shrek is pissed, hashtag Italiano. <laughs> and that's the whole gag. Now, under that, though, you can see some early weird Twitter people uh, at Virgin, who goes by www.youtube. Yes. Uh, uh, where can I find bug pics, which is their pinned tweet? <laughs> I think they run like the. Uh, one of the weird Japanese porno, uh, <laughs> the JAV title, JAV title, yeah, bot. yeah. <laughs> which if you have not seen, if you're not on, if you're not uh, following at JAV titles on Twitter, it's it's a hoot because man, there's some <laughs> some really interesting rough translations. <laughs> some are just like truly bizarre. At huge bedpan is also shown on screen. It says Iraqi Kurd were regarded as strongest policeman uh, at plantation i was a fully grown man when i emerged from babs bunny's birth canal it's like 
this person was clearly on the vanguard of weird Twitter early, early, early on. <laughs> but yes, why Shrek is piss Italiano comes from Dilbert too. And the boss character asks him to wear a bolo tie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other thing, aside from the weird MIDI music that, that makes Dilbert 2 and 3 so special, is the shitty voice recording. Because it sounds like whoever's speaking is speaking in a toilet stall. In, in a shitty microphone. Yeah. So much room ambiance. <laughs> Reverb out the wazoo. There's you, you can hardly understand half of it because it's... It's so weird. Dilbert, in the mix. I need you to wear this bullet. <laughs> it's company policy. <laughs> and just these long takes, muted reactions. But then Dilbert too really cranks it up for me it, when Wally and Dilbert meet at the water cooler. Welcome to the water. You come here to wet whistle. I came here to wet something else, motherfucker. And it's clearly the same guy doing yeah. all the voices, not even trying to do a different voice. And then they go on for like a minute and a half about football. <laughs> hut, 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 hut. <laughs> yeah, with Dilbert just going hut, 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 hut. That was a game of the pigskin, you know? <laughs> and then he starts going, hey, there's a cool website you got to check out. www.nfl.com. <laughs> They're not long. All three videos combined is seven minutes. Yeah. But they feel long. They feel long because certain takes are really long. Certain phrases get repeated and repeated and repeated. Top 10 juiced up coaches and top 10 juiced up players. And then, of course, Dilbert's head transforms into a football. <laughs> and then, which then gets kicked off. Uh, and they're naming the teams just Arizona Cardinals. Okay, and that's Dilbert 2, right? Yeah. Dilbert 2 ends with Dilbert throwing himself out a window. Yeah. After posting, I'm going to kill myself tomorrow on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> this music that's playing in the background. Yeah. Eventually, it changes to a different song. Yes. Which is the remix that Chef Bory D did of the main theme from RoboCop 3. Yes. Which then, in like 2012... Lil B rapped over. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, lo I love that fact. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I was doing social media for the Firebird and Lil B was coming in town, I was promoting that show with that particular <laughs> clip. <laughs> I wasn't going to do Elegy Generous swag or anything. No, no. We're going no, to no. do... In Down Bad. Is in the, Down Bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go back and listen to that Lil B song in Down Bad, it's it's absolutely it's one of his I think it's one of his most underrated tracks. Yeah, well, just the fact that you're rapping over RoboCop Dead MP3 a from remix, a remix of the theme from MP... <laughs> that was from the Dilbert video. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that just showed among many other things why Lil B is probably like the most online guy. Um, so Dilbert 2 ends with, with Dilbert throwing himself out the window, and Dilbert 3 opens with Dilbert, for some reason, in a wheelchair, <laughs> brandishing a pistol, and Wally brandishing a pistol as well. Uh, they go on a killing spree in their office. And there's psychedelics, and yep. there's, like, mandalas. And... and there's a cartoon of a guy fucking someone, and, and, and then it cuts to Dilbert at home. 
Dogbert, which is just represented as a, a drawing of a dog with sunglasses saying, you should kill yourself, Dilbert. Oh, I'm sorry. GameStop Dil- Dorito. Yeah. At Dorito underscore loyalist is the, the old Twitter handle. I don't think that's around anymore. But yes, yeah, so I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. He posts on Twitter. Hashtag wow. <laughs> uh, they they have the boss from the Dilbert comics in, in the office at gunpoint. And they just annihilate him. What Brian was referring to is that they hold someone else hostage. I cannot remember her I name. I think Can it's Pam. Okay. From the Dilbert comics. With the triangle hair. Yes. And they ask her, which came first? Ranch or Cool Ranch. <laughs> and she answers, ranch. They kill her and he yells. Stupid. You're so fucking stupid. I can't fucking believe you. And the video ends with Dilbert and, and Wally dying of of some and they're they're gonna kill each other and and wally kills himself and dilbert says i always loved you and kisses him and kills himself that's the fucking video that's the three videos it's just absolutely weird and perverse and and oh yeah Yeah, dehumanize yourself and face the blood that's right it also ends with a scrolling page of dehumanize yourself and face to bloodshed which itself is from a video game the Screamer from 1985. I, huh. I was not aware of that until recently, but yes, uh, apparently <laughs> developer Magical Zoo did that for the home computer, and that was a bad translation of something else. So that's one of the Dilbert double feature we're doing today. What's what's the next thing? The next thing is created by... We talked about Leisure Town once upon a time, did we yes, not? I yeah, so. we talked about Tristan Farnan, and actually... No, we talked about Jerk City which was also by Leisure Town's Tristan Farnan. Tristan Farnan also created a series of edits of the Dilbert comics that he referred to as the Dilbert Hole. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> and these sale for cocks. That's right. And so this is a series of comics where they just mangled text from him and made him say profane things like, inst- uh, listen up. F slurs, uh, mandatory drug tests today, only this time instead of a cup, you'll be pissing in each other's face. Sure hope you like asparagus. Woohoo kegger, says Wally. Uh, so that's just one. That's the tamest example, and it, can turn, yeah. it contains the F slur, so that's a fun one. Is that the one where my hand, where like, uh, he's like, my hand glows with an awesome power? No, that's a different one. That's that's not the Dilbert Hole. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. I, I do know that one. Yes. Um, wow. There's just there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of those. Um, we sure loved fucking around with established <laughs> IP in the early aughts. We sure did. Well, my favorite one though has still got to be, uh, "Hey gang, I'm beating off under the table." Wally says, "Wow, look at me go! Holy Jesus Christ! Fuck, fuck! I'm spurting here." <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that's really grossly insensitive to chinese people so we're gonna skip it <laughs> uh, you send me that link later yeah uh, <laughs> uh, hey boss guess who i'm a stupid blind guy with no legs i'm homeless that guy i fired i would have also accepted vietnam vet <laughs> so as you can imagine uh the folks over there were not too happy with the fact that this existed. Tristan Farnan put it up on Leisure Town. Leisure Town made the rounds to the uh, lawyers that Scott Adams had. They sent him, of course, a cease and desist letter. And 
Oki said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fight with Scott Adams. He's a big deal right now. It's fine. It's whatever. Took him down. But Tristan Farnan, as you may know, also we referred to Rotten.com in a previous mm-hmm. episode. Tristan was a big writer over there during during that era. So they moved the comics over to Rotten. His His logic was, and this is a quote from an interview of the, the Comics Journal did with him. <laughs> it says, Scott Adams sent me a one-line note. Do you want to go to jail? No, I did not want to go to jail. I'm not going to be a martyr for Dilbert. I complied and took them down. I understand the Fair Use Copyright Act, and I know there are Dilbert parodies everywhere, but I wasn't interested in making noise or getting junk mail from the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund a group of leisuretown.com readers who worked at a law firm offered me pro bono assistance, but I wasn't convinced they were actually lawyers. <laughs> More like system administrators. I ended up redoing the offending artwork with stick figures, and they sent me another note acknowledging I had obeyed their request. When Rotten.com came about and he started working with them, they put him up again, and Rotten.com was notorious for loving to post cease and desist letters. So so this one, cease and desist letter number five, courtesy of the web archive of Rotten.com, Baker and Hostetler LLP, uh, let's see, uh, via regular U.S. mail addressed to we really hate you, Rotten.com. That was the name that they operated under uh, in Mountain View, California. Re unauthorized use of Dilbert trademarks and copyrights. Uh, it's come to our attention that you operate a website, Rotten.com, bearing the protected Dilbert marks in violation of federal and state laws. On behalf of UHF, UFS, we demand that you and each and every person of your company permanently discontinue the use of Dilbert marks and likenesses, including the name, characters, cop, and so forth and so on. I mean, by April 19th, 1999, you must advise me in writing of your compliance. They did. They said, oh, all right, well, you know, it was, you know, it was all of a... Uh, you know, maybe a month. Yeah, May 99. They said, hmm. all right, fine, we'll take it down. And it just, it was so fascinating that, like, even Rotten, who was very good about, like, we're not going to comply with this, whatever. They did, too, because United Feature Syndicate yeah, could take you down. It could destroy you. Yeah. A lot of my favorite uh, proto-Jerk City, uh, Leisure Town gags or come from that here you know uh, set sail for dick you know here comes the cock boat uh, <laughs> i'm spurting here i find myself saying those things it's <laughs> 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 kind of conversations but yeah so scott adams has always been a litigious weirdo kind of a piece of shit i find it so weird that like this is the guy and he's so protective of his own work but then we got to stay away from the black people. Right. Uh, going to yeah. get you in trouble, fellow Caucasians. <laughs> yeah, you I, got I don't it. even know what he sounds like. I just imagine it sounds like someone screaming into a toilet. Yeah. I mean, you're not that far off. <laughs> yeah. uh, you ready to look at nasty something, Sarah Brian? Sure. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. No more doo-doo. Oh, thank God. Per your request, no more doo-doo. No, okay. this is Okay. Oh, uh, it's a it's a child being forced into an overturned lawnmower. No. One man, two needles. Oh, yes. No. Yes, this is actually worse. I got to be honest with you. Worse than pee-pee and poo-poo? 
personally, like I said before, I can handle a lot of pee-pee-poo-poo. I don't know that I can handle this. Called One Man, Two Needles, Brian. Well, it's a shock video, obviously, because that's part of the, the whole sure. thing of the show. Let's see if I can even pull it up so I can show you. Okay, Flash, not supported. This is the problem with doing some of this archival work, man. Some of, some of this stuff is just like you cannot find it anymore. Uh, it was part of the BME Paint Olympics. Oh, okay. So, so we know this is high quality. This we is, we know this, this is, is not some fly by night like sex pervert. This is a guy who's no. got. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, you know exactly. I what know this what this is. is. You didn't know it had a name, did you? I didn't know it had a name. So this is a gentleman with silicone injected into his penis it's and like, balls. like uh, the fake muscle stuff. Right. God, what a terrible looking hog. Right. It looks like BB-8 if he was made out of hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's paying it like it's a kookaburro. Right. There's really no no gentle way to... to and he's is that Andrew Tate? <laughs> What terrible thing this man has done to his pecker. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And, and it gets worse from here. So I'm just, um, I have watched this a couple times. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, me too. Well, that's right. You, you we, met, we mentioned that it was part of the BME Pain Olympics. Yes, that was like a thing when you and your friends were way too drunk and someone had daily motion up or, or live leak. Mm-hmm. After you got done with one man, one jar, two girls, one cup. Right. You would say, hey, you want to see something really fucked up? So, unfortunately, this video is two and a half minutes long, and most of it is them talking to the guy. He's explaining what he's done, which is inject silicone and and has gotten his his dick to look like... Goiter. Yeah, just a a big goiter hanging off his crotch. Boy, it never really gets to the point. Yeah, I mean, he he has a goatee, I feel like, and he's bald. So it's, it's real, like, sex pervert zone. Okay, well, this does not actually show the stuff. Um, Just shows this weird, messed up hog. So, the second part of the video is a looped image that shows a man inserting two needles into his testicles and pulling them out with one of them leaking liquid like a fountain. I have not seen that. It's not enough that he has the massive testicles. Now, they're going to puncture them. I have seen that, and boy, I don't really want to see it anymore, but I'm going to see if I can find it, because getting oh, thanks, getting your reaction to it is... So what I did here at Hustlers University... <laughs> what a war. <laughs> what I did was put a silicone into my nuts. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah you, you do a bad... Like mumbly mouth British imitation, but also talking like you got like you've got terrible heartburn from eating too much pepperoni pizza too fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I, 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 that part of the the bit has been scrubbed from the web as as it is. I'll see if I can find it for you, send it to you probably. But but long and short of it is that that. Thanks. Yeah. That that not pee pee poo poo. Okay. So I appreciate per, per your request. <laughs> when you see the clear liquid come out of his destroyed ball, it just it 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 makes you feel things that I don't know that can be put into words. Got to be honest. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Like some of these shock images, it's shocking to maybe us or maybe it was at a certain time period because like oh it breaks a social norm or it you know it breaks a certain taboo. But like a lot of this like genital mutilation stuff is just like I feel bad. I feel yeah. bad for these people. This weird hog. Right. 
You gotta wear you gotta wear fucking bugle boy jeans the rest of your life because the special only thing underwear. especially because your your weird dick that you mutilated. Yeah, you did it to yourself, and now you're gonna undo it to yourself, I guess, by sticking a needle in there. It's like a laying air out of a tire, and the tire is your fucked up dick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the shock JPEG. So Brian, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna need a serious breath mint for that. Let me sure. Let me uh, let me just, go ahead. Uh, just a just an update here. That. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of research while we were talking, mm-hmm. and I was I was wrong. I do not believe that Bart the General, the weird internet video, was done by Chef Boyardee. It's oh. very similar in weirdness. He may have had something to do with it, right? But singularly, I do not believe it was him. Okay, it was made by a group known as Famicon. Okay, it was involved with something that. Low tax did with FIAD. I misremembered it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, if you actually just want to like take some time off mic. Yeah. That watch this. Eleven minutes later. Anyways, yeah, this is just weird, surreal bullshit. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so Breathman. <laughs> oh, before I forget, uh the reason we still have the Dilbert Hole around is an enterprising young gentleman who calls himself Owl Man. Owlman has taken upon themselves to post all 17 of the original Dilbert Hole strips. Bless their, uh, bless their heart. Owlman.neocities.org slash IMG slash the Dilbert Hole if you want to get yourself a full bird's eye view of the 1997 edits. Oh, God. It was 97? Yeah. Man. Um, some real classics in there and an entire... Uh, zip file, which is all of them uh, compiled. Uh, just, together. just, just you know, just if you want to save space. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, if you want to do that, that's that's great. So, yes, the breath mint, my favorite part of the show, Brian. I think everyone's favorite part of the yeah. show. Yeah, uh, I think everyone likes to hear us talk about movies. Yeah, uh, and, and other things. So, uh, the Sunday night. Yes, I went out to the little, little, little place called Off Broadway. That's right. You went out to the Super Show. The Super Show. Yes. Uh, uh, see. Local heroes, the mall for the their mall. Uh, vinyl release of Time Vehicle Earth. Solid record, by the way. Fantastic record. And their good friends, MS Paint from mm-hmm. Mississippi, were there, as well as Destiny Bond, Skin Man, and Kato. Excellent show from front to back. That is a lot of bands for a Sunday, by the way. A lot of bands. Well, here's the thing you have three hardcore bands, and they all did, ah. opened up. Okay. And they all did like 15, 20 minute sets. Perfect. Uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, it moved at a really good pace. You have to, because like they have a really hard out on Sundays. I've done, I've done yeah. Sunday shows. They, there yeah. Like uh, that was actually when the show was over. Mark Plant uh, was like, so we did the encore, uh, uh, buy some stuff, and, pl- and please leave so Off Broadway doesn't get mad at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like quarter till midnight. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to mess with Steve. He, he will. Uh, <laughs> he will hold a grudge. That's will, yeah. yeah. But it was a really fun show. I brought uh, someone I had worked with at a previous job who hadn't really gone out to a lot of shows. And I was like, oh, fucking, you're only in your 20s <laughs> once. This, oh, no. Sweet, she's a very nice, sweet yeah, person. Yeah. And, like, not, like, super naive or anything, but, like, I think it's had limited experience with some of the wilder and weirder things that life can bring you. Sure. And she had a fucking blast. She bought a fucking shirt. She was like, oh, it. this is fucking great. I love when that happens. I had a couple of guys th- that had the same thing when when I was in a band, and 
they, they hadn't been to some hardcore shows or anything. And I was like, oh, come out and see us. And then like family medicine opened. <laughs> like, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was just like people doing windmills and yeah. shit and yeah, like yeah. crowd was, killing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. But um, I, I really was excited to see uh, MS Paint. Mm. I've been wanting to see them for a while because there was that show in early November that they did uh, with the mall. Right. And, uh, sinkhole right. that i missed because i was like so fucking exhausted from starting my what was then my new job right and thought got the dates mixed up and yeah. i was really really pissed at myself well and then the mall and ms paint did a little bit of a west coast tour didn't they uh, i believe so i think they've done lots of little tours over the last year or so but together it's together, together yeah i mean yeah. like yeah in tandem or like hopping on for a couple shows but ms paint got to see them for the first time i will be very surprised if they don't become big in one way or another i could see them becoming big like 100 yeah. gex in one way or another i think they just uh i had a co-worker ask me what they were like and i was like well imagine <laughs> a guy that sounds like the dude from pod uh-huh. doing sick lyrics over music that sounds like it's from like the menu of a dreamcast game all right and there's a bass guitar that's really distorted. And he's just like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm like, it yeah. is. Because the dude from POD has a great voice. He just happens to suck at everything else he's doing with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a waste. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> great set. The new record is coming out March 10th. I feel like uh, the lead single, Titan of Hope, might be a high contender for my favorite song of the year so far. Kind of impressed that a bunch of dudes from Mississippi, which is one of the most upsetting places I've ever had to be in this country. <laughs> Guys, that's a running joke, Jackson, Mississippi. If I were running yeah. for president, my my fucking thing would be I would make Jackson, Mississippi not suck. Okay. I would, you've never, it's a tall have, order. Have you, I don't think I've been. No. Oh, so when you drive from St. Louis to New Orleans? Yeah, which I'm going to be doing in a month. But uh, Yeah. Uh, generally, your natural stopping point to get gas would be Jackson. Okay. Would be Jackson, Mississippi. And the last time we made that drive, it was like the middle of the night. We stopped at a gas station, and this was like mid early October. And so lots of bugs on the highway. The fucking windshield of the car is just sure. so disgusting. And I'm filling up the car, and my friend is getting the you know the little squeegee out. And while they're doing that, they go. It smells like piss. And I'm like, huh. I think someone's pissing the squeegee thing. I'm like, are you oh, fucking kidding me? And I'm like, no. in the middle of no, in, in this fucking your ass, in this fucking dilapidated like shell station. I'm just going, fucking Jackson. Yeah. I fucking hate this town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you've been there for all of five minutes. Yeah. I've been to Jackson a few times, <laughs> and every single time it is like, I would rather crawl inside of a corpse and get pushed in a barrel over niagara falls jesus all it, right. jackson is <laughs> if there's if i had elon musk money yeah i would just make jackson mississippi not suck i would just be like so <laughs> so what are you guys doing wrong here all right so we're gonna stop doing that that might take all of that elon musk type oh, money geez. by the way yeah um, well yeah and then the, the, the finish the story we get uh we get to new orleans we're, to our friends uh airbnb and he's helping us get our stuff out of the car and goes it smells like piss Son of a bitch! Yeah. I was like, funny you asked that. Funny you asked that. We stopped in a little wonderful country town called Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm, I'm talking all this shit. Jackson, Mississippi has a lot of 
issues with like disenfranchisement, yeah. structural racism. Sure. I'm not blaming the people of Jackson, Mississippi for their plights or their lack of awesomeness. Jackson, Mississippi just needs a lot of fucking love. Needs some help. <laughs> yes. Needs a lot. Because I think there's a, a, a similar war issue to Flint, Michigan going on. Yes. Like, I'm being a jackass, but also I really would love Jackson, Mississippi. We would Mississippi love it to In my yeah. lifetime to be a lovely place to be. Right. Uh, because, uh, boy, the Jackson, Mississippi deserve uh, a lot better than what they're getting. That's fair. I, I think that's honestly a, a fair thing to say. Uh, so the guys from Jackson, MS Paint. Well, they're from, well, they're from like Harrisburg. Okay. Okay. But just like, uh, I, I don't have, we, mo- I would say most people don't have a high watermark for things coming from Mississippi. Correct. Unless it's like food. Yes. And, uh, I think like the second lowest literacy rate in the, anyways, yeah. anyways, I'm trying yeah. not to talk shit on Mississippi. I know, I know. Uh, uh Mississippi or Bama, where you, where you want the Waffle House you work at to be. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Busting tables. I'm not getting up. At, I'm not getting up at ten to bus tables. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great show. Fucking smoke machine. People were dancing. Hell yeah! It was just really. It was a good time. Ate some uh, fucking Taco Bell afterwards. It was really bad. Oh and, no! Uh, which no. is which is a perfect after after show <laughs> treat. Get some Taco Bell from a guy that you're just like. I wish someone would take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> There's the one guy you're working at the Taco Bell. Yeah. At midnight, and you're just like, I wish someone loved you. I, you know, when it comes to off Broadway, I, I gotta go rallies for that late night because at least you know, like, I can blame it on like the cheese or something. Be like, oh no, I just I had a cheeseburger. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> such a weird conversation. I, where you if you're what? gonna like, get you know, the shits, where would you want to go? <laughs> God. If you have to, the worst thing is uh. Like when you're traveling and oh, you're yeah. just like stopping off the highway oh, yeah. and you're not even stopping like in a, a small, you're like I remember one time we were traveling somewhere and we stopped in Memphis yeah, on the yeah. way back to St. Louis and we ate, I got shits while we were there. Like we didn't even leave the restaurant and I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, it's from, I hadn't ate anything really for breakfast. So it was like, yeah. it is the thing I, I am literally I'm currently just consuming. Ate. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks, that, Memphis. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Memphis, for being for being so cool. So, show was great. Um, yeah. Go buy the new MS Paint record when it comes out. Buy uh, all of the records from the bands I mentioned: Destiny, Bond, Skin Man, Cato. Uh, they all fucking whipped ass, and I hope to see I hope to see uh, Destiny, Bond, and and Skin Man uh, again. They were really um, fucking great i fantastic do not have the context off the top of my head to talk about it more uh go uh you know what hey listeners go do some fucking research go listen to their band camps hell yeah uh harass them on instagram d and i also watched the smile oh smile what a movie is is it the smile or just called smile smile the smile is the band that that uh Uh, tom york put tom york is in where he just kind of it looks like a tom york looks like a a piece of upholstery stretched over a skin shaped con- a body shaped concoction he's going for the marky e. smith look i think yeah I think he just he looks like a guy that methadone didn't work out for Yeesh. yeah i've i've known many a, a guy like that yeah, yeah for sure i i think it's just i Oh no! I gotta hear this now. <laughs> it's just like all these things I think about Tom York. Like we, we have all these ideas. And it's like maybe he just just looks like that. Yeah, probably. Maybe just, it's probably just it's probably just like being British. Just being, 
You, do you ever see the Andy Dick Show episode where he dresses up like Tom York? And he's just like a he's just like it's like weekend at Bernie's. He's just like passed out. He's just like it's like a bowling alley. Like like he it like I think he's at the bowling alley and he goes yeah. up the the, the the roll of the ball and he like fucking just like plants like falls asleep. It does, yeah. Uh, boy. God. Yeah, so smile. noble, noble, terrible human being, Andy, Andy Dick. Dick. Yeah. Um, so smile, Brian. What'd you think of smile? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of uh, a modern interpretation of the ring. Yeah, I had that same that same vibe. Yeah, uh, you know, it does some interesting things about trauma and trying to convince other people to believe your trauma and your yes. lived experience, um, and being gaslit by your 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 fiance a train yeah yeah right <laughs> it's yeah. amazing it's like oh i wonder if he's gonna go against like that kind of characterizing nope, nope he's gonna be nope. the same kind of asshole yep, yep. amazing a, you're wondering if he's typecast but also you're wondering if maybe he's just like that <laughs> maybe he's just maybe that's just his deal i thought it was really good i thought yeah. it was genuinely upsetting in ways i yeah. didn't expect i don't know if it really nailed the ending but it had yeah. this for a movie that had such a kind of corny concept in a way i the execution i i felt was really exceptional yeah it definitely sold it, it yeah uh it, it kind of kept you guessing in a very good way some of the special effects were really good just a genuinely the the birthday party yes is, oh yes deeply upsetting is on par i think with the horse scene from the ring yeah as far as just like unsettling and weird yeah me and deer laying on my couch and the, and we're like where's this why, where's this going and then all of a sudden i go it's a cat yep and it's just like oh no so i i think what really works about that scene is that you've been given as an audience member just enough to where if you get it you're now on the edge of your seat going please don't be that please don't be that please don't be that and i think that's what part of what makes that movie work is there's several of those moments where it's like, please don't be that, you know, like, uh, and so, you, yeah, it's a real, real tense moment. I, there's a couple of those in that movie. Who got me. It got me real good. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know it was going to be that good. I thought it was just going to be fine. And yeah, like we just wanted to watch like a horror movie. Yeah. Cause we're fucking weirdos. And I, I ended up really liking it. I was surprised as well when I saw it. I, I thought, okay, here comes some cheese. Here comes some schlock, you know, it was actually, uh, very well done. Update on Atomic Heart. Yes. Uh, I got past the weird little shitty village part. Okay. And got into, I guess, which is the first open like open play area. Okay, so it uh, does kind of open up a bit. It does open up a bit, and there's a lot less of the fucking repair bots um, fucking Oof. making everything tedious. Because they're still there. They yeah. still suck. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's a little bit more breathing room. I still heavily suggest if you're going to play this game playing on easy mode because the combat is not good enough. And you get sworn by enemies way too easily. And there's like a few boss battles I've done. There's these underground labs. They're called polygons, where you can get like upgrades and stuff, and you get some 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 uh, you know contextual uh, story stuff that's not like part of the main story. You get it fills out the world, and you get mm -hmm. like weapon upgrades and stuff like that. And some of them are, have some really interesting puzzles or motifs. And they're kind of like little vaults from like Fallout in a way, but not as yeah. creative. Or, or kind of like in, in Horizon Zero Dawn where they had those those optional areas where you yeah, get... Yeah, a yeah. little bit like that. It's, it's not necessarily like a cauldron, but similar. But there was like one boss, even on easy mode with like pretty good loadout, 
was such a pain in the ass. And then eventually one time he got caught behind something. And I'm just like, I'm just going to cheese this <laughs> yep. guy. Fuck it. Like, I don't, I don't care enough. Like, the, right. the aesthetic and the world that they've created is all of it is just interesting enough to keep going. Sure. I feel like if it were a slightly worse game, I would have stopped playing a long time ago. Yeah. But also like, I still haven't really, the fucking dialogue is so bad. Yeah. Cause you've got what should be a little bit more, not necessarily a serious game, but you have a, a protagonist who says, fuck shit, ass, damn, and piss. And none of it's really, endearing or or good he does say the phrase crispy critters a lot which is like when stuff goes best ah crispy critters and that you know what that actually kind of grew on me like in lieu of cursing he says crispy critters like crispy critters is like his just like oh fuck kind of thing <laughs> that's so dumb <laughs> it works it is actually probably the most endearing thing about is that it? guy's okay. characterization okay. Um, and it is that fucking stupid. Okay. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> so know before you go in that there's a certain level of kind of uh, cheesiness almost. It's just yeah. dissonance because the world that they create, the narrative that the game travels through does not line up with the characterization yeah. of, of, your, of the character you play as. Like it just, it just doesn't line up right. And it's right. really weird. And you know what? This is a great opportunity to talk about that terrible tweet thread. Oh. Oh, God. Is that the one you're talking about with the... Where, where the fucking guy, the Anamu waifu guy, <laughs> talking about how like the reason that why Atomic Heart is good is because like no women worked on it? <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's definitely something to be said for the complete weirdness of that. I mean, as he says, he says something about wokeness or whatever. But let me like, you know, the blue-haired, screeching <laughs> ham beasts. They didn't touch this beautiful game because, like, there's two robots that are allegedly modeled after, like, a, some fascist politician and, like, Greek and and the Greek government or something. It's all fucking weird, man. Okay, yeah. How to, how to scare an incel. Show them how many women worked on Doom Eternal. Well, this was a uh, someone, oh, who, a woman who worked on Doom but, Eternal. But the original tweet uh, is, is Mark, now gone. Yeah, Mark Charter. Yeah, I guess someone finally got cyberbullied enough to take their fucking hot take down. <laughs> oh yeah, seventeen million of you could not ratio me after two days. I have nothing to say, but I looked down in disgust of all of you peasants. So that's great. Uh, yeah, this really sounds like a guy that the 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 highlight of his day is when the fucking pizza rolls are done. Yeah, uh, so the long and short of it, this garbage person had a garbage take about the reason the Atomic Heart is just, like, fine is because there weren't, like, blue-haired ham beasts yeah. putting their wokeness tendrils into the game um, when I actually think that it probably would have made it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't I don't think the dev team did necessarily anything wrong and it definitely seems to be a male centric dev team sure but it considering how many horny robots are in the game that definitely it's, it, well it's not like it. overly horny <laughs> the refrigerator certainly sounded pretty horny the, hor the, 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 the horny refrigerator was definitely upsetting <laughs> I, I did not like that and the funny thing is it's like where i'm at in the game and the fucking refrigerator is no longer horny and it's actually I like. I want the horny fridge. I want the fridge yeah, to make bring, me uncomfortable. <laughs> bring back the horny fridge. 
<laughs> a phrase you never thought you would say. Bring well, back. it's just like uh, it was an interesting piece of set dressing that kind mm-hmm. of just disappears for no reason. And it's like, I don't really love this, but I think it was at least better than like, hello, major. What would you like to buy? You uh, know? Yeah. It, it. I rather, I would rather have the, uh, I would rather have the, 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 the fridge be like, Oh, I want to guzzle your cum like a dirty little kitten. Oh, <laughs> fill me full of your, fill me full of your seminal fluids. And then your character's just like, Ew, I just yeah. want, I just want to buy a gun. That would definitely put me off the game. Uh... The the horny fridge. <laughs> it's a fridge you can fuck. <laughs> fridge too. In Soviet Russia, fridge fucks you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, uh, that so sounds like a good game. Sounds like a good game. It's, it's uh, fine. Uh, it's yeah. uh, I'm waiting for the Resident Evil Four remake to come out. Yeah. And, I'm wondering if that's actually going to be good or not. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say after Resident Evil Three. Anyways, you, you what what I, media did you consume? Well, I watched finally the movie Tar. Yeah, uh, the movie by Todd Fields, starring Kate Blanchett as the titular. It's a biography, right? It is a a biography of a person who does not exist. Uh, Lydia Tar is not real, as we've discussed on the show. Uh, <laughs> I want to believe. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, Lydia Tarr is a piece of shit. She's a monster, uh, and I love her. Uh, she can slay Queen. No, but it's a, uh, a two-hour and 40-something uh, minute movie that is largely a character study, mm-hmm. which works because Kate Blanchett is a character actor, so you mm-hmm. definitely got a, a, a good cast there. Parts of it are in German with no subtitles, so that was an interesting choice. But... What's good is that the performances are so effective that you don't really need it because you can really get context from body language. You can get context from any number of things that the characters, uh, the actors portraying the characters do in any given scene. So that was interesting. It's a movie about a conductor who falls from grace. I mean, that's the real synopsis, pressy, super short version is that, you know, she's this acclaimed composer. A student of hers commits suicide, and it becomes a story, and then it also becomes a story that she fires her assistant for, according to the assistant, you know, like not advancing a romantic relationship, all while she's married to this other woman. Um, it's layered and dense, and it's a very interesting movie, but it's also very slow. It's contemplative. It's a movie that is about something. But it's hard to say what it's actually about. <laughs> like, it's not really a movie about cancel culture, you know, because I think a lot of people might get that reactionary vibe of like, oh, well, this is what happens. You see, this one woman destroyed her life. It's like, no, Lydia Tarr destroyed her life by being a piece of shit. Right. So what I like about it is that it's not very sympathetic to Lydia Tarr at all. Like, you are shown warts and all that she's an asshole to everyone around her and that she has earned a lot of the comeuppance that happens. I enjoyed it, but, oh, boy, it's a slog. Like I said, it's it's two hours and 45, and you could have cut a good half hour, maybe 45, make it a tight two hours, and you've got a, a very nice character study. At the same time, there's this mounting tension and a building dread that keeps coming up through the movie about like, what is she going to do when this happens? You know, what, how, what is her reaction going to be? Because you've lived with this character for so long, you kind of get her 
and you see how she reacts to other things. You're like, okay, well, what's going to happen now that we know that this is coming? And so it is good in that way of like, it keeps you in suspense, not, not of what's going to happen more like how the character is going to react to what is currently happening. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sounds really interesting. I, I've heard a lot of similar takes on it to yeah. what you've just said. And there's definitely something I want to watch. I understand now why some of these reviewers in the early times it was coming out were very convinced that Lydia Tarr was a real person is because a Blanchett performs her as though she is a real person. And also that it, that the character is written in such a way that is very believable that this person a exists or B had existed at some point in time. Yeah. Actually, it feels very lived in, I guess, is the sure. verisimilitude, I guess, would be the other phrase you could use. Not necessarily realistic, but there's a realism to it. So, All right. I, I guess now I have to, I yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, All right. I, I, I appreciate your, your book report. <laughs> <clears throat> take, take, a, take a caffeine pill or something or drink a cup of coffee before you watch it because it is slow. But so, it is slow with a purpose. That's... So uh, I've been meaning to bring this up for a yeah. week or two because I keep forgetting because it's kind of forgettable. But we uh, we did watch Skinamarink. Mm. Yeah, what did you think of Skinamarink? I thought it was really interesting, and I thought there were parts to it that were absolutely engrossing. Same. Um, I do not believe as a whole it is a great movie. No, I think it is cohere. a great concept, a great vibe with some really interesting concepts. Yes, and. When they when they work, they are unsettling and fucking chill you to the bone and fuck with you like 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 any masterful horror film. Right. But I think it's a little too vague yes. and waits a little too long between beats. Yes. I think that time between beats between certain intervals, I think actually is very effective. But the the technique becomes very long in the tooth. Yes. Yeah. Approach. That was my experience with it as well. It it, mm. it feels like it wore out its welcome to about the hour mark, and you go. Oh, I like uh, dozed off at one point, and uh, <laughs> I was talking, and I was like, "Oh, what I miss?" And my girlfriend was just like, uh, the, "The kid like put a needle in his eye or something." And I'm like, well, I'm, glad I'm like, oh, that. I'm like, huh? So does that really change the plot of things?" And she's just like, uh, no, "Not really." really. <laughs> She's not wrong. No, yeah, it's. Uh... Well, I mean, it's uh, it if if you have the patience for something sure. that's really different, and will definitely fuck with you. It'll definitely chill you to the bone. I think it's worth giving a shot. Yes. I think some people, I, even if you don't love it as a movie, you will get something out of it. There, there is a lot to be celebrated in it. Uh, unfortunately. As I think I mentioned previously, it just doesn't cohere as a whole. It is a genre experiment that mm-hmm. is interesting in, in a way that Lynch films are interesting. But unfortunately, it doesn't have that same charm. For it some, doesn't have that hook. Again, I think part of the obscuring the actors' faces really put me at a remove. Because I think that's something that even Bergman knew like you have to have something to anchor you. It does feel very much like an experiment 
and it does feel like a short film that was extended out to feature length, which it explicitly was. Um, I'm not going to say it's bad. That's the thing. And like, it's like what both of us are saying. Like, it's not bad. It you really have to take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, you have to be ready for it because it 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 will get under your skin, and it will. As my girlfriend said, the vibes are fucked. Yes, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not like accidental. Yeah, it, it's definitely intentional. Um, the other thing that I wanted to get to today was I started up God rest my soul Destiny 2 uh, it's funny you texted me, you messaged did. me and be like oh yeah the plane and I was like I'm done I'm yeah. I'm, all right. yeah. I'm I I don't I I can't <laughs> spend 6 hours I can't spend all my free time I'm, I'm it's a young man's game it is well well so the reason I texted Brian was that the Witch Queen, which was the previous expansion, was free all the past weekend, so you could play all the Witch Queen stuff before Lightfall, which is the new expansion that just came out. So I said, okay, all right, Destiny 2, you got me again. Let's see what's going on. I spent a good portion of the weekend on the game. Never again. I can safely say that except for, you know, maybe every once, every six months or so, logging on, playing some Crucible and some Gambit, I'm pretty much done. It sucks. It sucks to say it, doesn't it? Where you're just yeah, like, I, it really does. The games as a service stuff really fucking sucks the life out of it. Yeah, because everything that is interesting to do is locked behind, hey, give us $40. I'm okay with spending $40, $50 on... Once. On, no, no. <laughs> I'm okay for more content, for yeah. stuff to keep going. What I don't like, and this is my problem with games as a service is that you only have access to that content you've paid for for a limited period of time. Because yeah. there's a lot of cool shit that Destiny has done the last couple of years that you cannot do anymore because it was... And some of it's narrative stuff I get, that's fine. But, um, like, world event things. Mm-hmm. and, and But there's a lot of really cool shit that you just can't do anymore because it's no longer... Uh, you can't get this gear anymore. You can't do these, these missions or these events because... It, you can only do it for six months. Yeah. We got to get rid of some stuff. I get rid of Mars. I've stopped trying to really make sense of anything since Forsaken. It's just, it's a tangled web. They've written themselves into so many corners. And now they've got to keep coming up with, you know, universe threats. It's the supernatural problem. Like when Supernatural kept going past them, like killing everything in heaven. It's like, okay, well, now what? Oh well, uh, uh, the Leviathans. You see, they existed before the Bible. They had to keep coming up with world-ending threats. It's the same problem that Destiny Two is having. They have to keep coming up with these threats to the universe. Well, it's weird too, because like I think now they're just like playing off narratively stuff that happened in the <clears throat> first iteration of Destiny Two, with like the the darkness and yeah. the pyramids and stuff and. It got, it got convoluted, and I still, I, I love Destiny, I love the aesthetic, for a, a, the type of game it is, it's, it's got a surprisingly large amount of, of things to think about, Yeah, and interesting characters, and, right. and good backstory, a lot of different things, like it's, it's a very well thought out world, with some really good beats, and some, some stuff that, that's really easy to like, but unfortunately, capitalism has ruined this game. Yeah. And I, I don't like buying season passes. I don't. 
No. Like, yeah. I'm okay with spending $40 for expansions. I, I guess this is where we differ. Yeah. Because um, that, to me, is just like it's DLC for the price of the game. And you're just... You're paying, again, for a game you've already bought. Sure. I, I Well, I guess I, I like... I'm a little... Piggy, bring me up to the trough. <laughs> um, you know, I like I, that. So I'm always saying about you, but um, but again, like the games as a service stuff, where it feels like you're paying forty dollars for stuff that's after that season is over or that ex- the time of that expansion gets locked off. Yeah, I don't like that part. I don't like there's fan. there's yeah. like I said, there's too many like fun events or interesting events that were part of a certain expansion that you can't go back and do anymore. Right, because like. It, oh no! You had that. You could only do it once. Yeah, that type of thing where they're creating artificial scarcity because obviously they got the servers to do it. You know, they got the servers to run Crucible twenty four seven. They got the you know whatever it is. It's just some of the stuff like oh, um, if you had Forsaken, you can now get certain exotics that you would have had to do an entire quest for. Great. Can I get them all? No, just three. Cool. What about the other ones I didn't have? Destiny 2, I like yeah, I I went back and played it. I probably put like 6 8 hours into it over a couple days. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm getting that same feeling. I'm, I'm I'm about there. I wish I wish it was as fun as it was when Forsaken came out. Yeah, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't keep doing it. And it's just they're going to keep they're going to keep pushing it out. It's, they're going to keep fucking that chicken. Yeah. <laughs> as long as people keep buying the expansions they're going to keep doing it so yeah they're, they're going to keep uh, maybe I'll run Crucible during uh, trials and yeah. then be done you know uh, you know what I still I'm still missing the one triumph which one Uh, the one where one person banks 75 motes in a game and then I could be Dredgen oh. like, it, it's the only title I ever wanted was Dredgen was yeah. Dredgen I got all the ones where like all the ones that are way fucking harder. Yeah, we did when I was in a clan, but uh, the seventy-five moat one. When I when I did have the Destiny clan, this is like you know two thousand nineteen. Yeah, uh, had blast with that. Sure, that was a lot of fun. Um, I think those types of games really work best when you're doing them with a group. Yeah, and I had and I was playing with people that like knew the game a lot better than me. And like, oh, you don't have this, you know, sniper rifle. Let's go get you that sniper rifle. You don't have malfeasance. You don't have. Uh, so you had some sherpas. Yeah, I was a blueberry. I yeah, suppose. yeah, <laughs> that that is the term. Yes, so Jason. I think it's about time we wrap up this. It is about time we wrap up this this wonderful episode of the show. Forty eight minutes of dogs gaming. <laughs> Forty eight minutes of dogs coming. No, no, come on. Hey, boo boo. Hey. <laughs> anyway. Hey, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, no. nope, nope, nope. I got nope, nope. So, nope. Uh, so the ranger, I was looking in his <laughs> books. I found something called the Protocol of the Elders of Sion. <laughs> Boy, that's such a terrible yogi. <laughs> yogi, I don't think you should be reading that. Oh, the industrial revolution and its consequences have been disastrous for the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fucking anyway. Yogi Bear is a Unibomber. Yeah, that's what I was. Doing. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so no, this is the part of the program where we tell people uh, where to reach us on the old internet. Brian, do you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. Yeah, if you're a junior G man or looking to send a death threat on uh, Elon Musk's Twitter. <laughs> 
because now that's apparently that's double legal. Yep. Uh, you can find me at ishotgidibor. Uh, that's I S H O T G U I D B O R D. Uh, you can. I'm also on that handle on Instagram. Uh, if you want to check out my photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. If you want to see a website that I may never actually complete because I've gotten burned out on oh, all the no. fucking road stops. Oh no! I've had the hit with it. Amusicphotographer.com. Maybe I will have something up about a show that happened 10 years ago. Nice. Maybe I won't. Uh, maybe I'll write about the fucking mall MS Paint show. I would really love to do it if I could find the fucking time and attention span. Jason! <laughs> Mohon, hello. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and various other places at Video Crime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. Most of the time, if you find Video Crime online, it's probably going to be me. Instagram and TikTok as at LaserGoose CEO. You can reach the show for eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. Shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail 314 246 9766. Or if you like to spell with your telephone, that's 314 Ahoy Poo. That's right. I think that I, I keep forgetting. Is there more? Oh, that's right. Support the show. Patreon.com yeah, slash Patreon, four, uh, eight minutes of hey, dogs. Hey, hey, you want to be our first Patreon? Woo! Woo! Get in there. Let's Get do in it. There. Uh, any number of uh, support will be great. Like I said, we, we don't really have a lot to offer in that regard. <laughs> we are. We are. We just we just want attention. Yep. That's pretty much it. Uh, we, <laughs> we do post the episodes for free on Patreon. If you are a Patreon member there and you want to. You know, kind of get those first. A higher quality bit rate. Yep. And, and you know, put it in the some playlist. Foes, with... Some foes of me sticking my hands <laughs> in plants and going, why is it what? Why is it like that? Why is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> What'd that do? Uh, I'm sure we can figure something else out like that. So, yeah, patreon.com slash four foes, eight Foes of, of sad sandwiches I've made myself. Perfect. Just harsh. <laughs> on camera flash <laughs> just to make the food look wet salami and mayo sandwich Pathetic. with uh with lay's chips crunch on top <laughs> the real struggle real pathetic yeah or the ketchup sandwich just the real ketchup sandwich or the barbecue and chip sandwich oh that's when you know that's when you know you're waiting for a payday i have been there i have been there yeah. all right well uh, that about does for the program we're going to close you out with some music we love to play music at the end of the show jeff rosenstock is somebody who I follow his career very closely. And I only recently discovered that he was in a band called the arrogant sons of bitches. Oh, I enjoyed this record very much. So this is a song from it called let's go nowhere. This was the band he was in before he was in bomb the music industry. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. This is the part of the show where we say namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. 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 